politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. For the last two years, the 117th Congress hasn't had a single government shutdown. Not one, not even for a day. I frankly am not for shutting down the government. But I'm frankly for spending less money and accumulating less debt. The Senate averted a shutdown by passing a week-long continuing resolution. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul, and the rest of the Senate, as well as the House, will try to reach an agreement before Christmas on a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill to cover government spending for the entire fiscal year. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this holiday ritual has returned as lawmakers try to work out an agreement on a spending plan that was supposed to be finished more than three months ago on October 1st. Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee wants to push a spending plan into the new year when the House will be controlled by the GOP. He tried unsuccessfully to pass an amendment for a continuing resolution through early February. Whether you like the omnibus or whether you hate the omnibus, the Senate should be in a position to be able to review the omnibus with a clear head, without the pressure of an imminent threat at Christmas time of a shutdown. The American people deserve this, and so do we. But work on the long-term spending plan must now be completed in a matter of days. An omnibus is the best approach because it will ensure that our kids, our veterans, our small businesses, and our military continue to have full access to vital services and programs they depend on. And an omnibus is the most balanced approach because it would contain priorities both sides want to see. In the Senate, for the most part, both Democrats and Republicans want to provide more funding for Ukraine, which was again the target of a barrage of Russian missiles on Friday. President Biden is hoping for close to $38 billion in additional assistance for Ukraine, which is opposed by many Republicans in the House. The omnibus will also include the $858 billion National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA, which ends the Pentagon policy of requiring U.S. military personnel to get COVID vaccinations. Republicans also tried to pass an amendment that would require those kicked out of the service for failing to get a COVID shot to be reinstated and to get benefits from being forced out of the armed forces. It was opposed by the chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee, Jack Reed. What message do we send if we pass this? bill. It is a very dangerous one. What we're telling soldiers is, if you disagree, don't follow the order. And then just lobby Congress, and they'll come along, and they'll restore your rank, they'll restore your benefits, they'll restore everything. The amendment was defeated. The omnibus is also expected to include the Electoral Count Act, which is designed to close loopholes in the congressional certification of the presidential election. Those were exposed on January 6th as former President Trump and his allies tried to get former Vice President Mike Pence to somehow intervene and help to overturn the 2020 results. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th, meanwhile, plans to hold its final hearing on Monday, and the panel plans to vote on possible criminal referrals from its investigation. Politico was the first to report on Friday that they could include referrals against former President Trump. Those referrals don't carry legal weight since the Justice Department makes the final call on whether to press criminal charges. But they will get a lot of attention, given the extensive investigation done by the committee. One of its Republican members, Illinois Congressman Adam Kinzinger, gave his farewell address this week, and it included sharp criticism of his own party. Where Republicans once believed that limited government meant lower taxes and more autonomy, Today, limited government means inciting violence against government officials. Following the tragic Oklahoma City bombing, 
former President George H.W. Bush publicly refuted those who used fear to gain support. In stark contrast, our leaders today belittle and in some cases justify attacks on the U.S. Capitol as, quote, legitimate political discourse. The once great party of Lincoln, Roosevelt, and Reagan has turned its back on the ideals of liberty and self-governance. Instead, it has embraced lies and deceit. The House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, strongly disagrees, and he says Republicans' return to power in the House will help bring a return to fiscal responsibility after what he charges have been years of reckless spending by Democrats. A month ago, the American people voted for a new direction in Washington. It was their will that the current business-as-usual approach needs to stop. It's obvious why. America set a new record last month, the largest deficit, $248 billion. The Democrats have been in power. They've had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. They did not do their work, but they should not jam us now. House Republicans don't want an omnibus spending bill. They want a short-term measure like the one Senator Lee proposed so they can put their own imprint on spending when they regain the House in January. But privately, some Senate Republicans worry that could lead to unending debate over spending priorities. McCarthy, who wants to become House Speaker, still doesn't have enough votes. And he continues to try to appease a group of conservative Republicans in the House Freedom Caucus who say they won't support him. He was asked about that by CNN reporter Manu Raju this week and clearly didn't like the question. Why has it been so hard for you to get 218 votes to become Speaker when you have President Trump apparently lobbying on your behalf? You've been meeting with members of the Freedom Caucus, but the votes just aren't there. Why has it been so hard for you? Have you spent any time with my conference? But I mean, you know what's amazing to me? Here we are with one of the biggest things going on on uh, spending. And I can always count on you for the most inappropriate question. But next question, yes. Reporters will no doubt have a lot more questions about a wide range of other issues in the coming week as a very busy lame duck session nears its close. The January 6th committee, in addition to criminal referrals, plans to release its report on Wednesday. And that will drop as lawmakers try to reach a final agreement on that $1.7 trillion spending plan. All of it ensures there will be plenty of political drama right before Christmas and into the new year. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.